Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world. Stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome everybody. It is Derek Van Ness again, back with another edition of the Small Business Big Life Podcast. And we are going to be talking about a little magic today. So I'm uh, my guest today is Tamara Ross, and she's over in Colorado, my neighboring state here. Tamara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes. So so speaking of magic, a lot mm. of what you do, I think, is is kind of sparkly and bright, kind of like your beautiful camera right here as we're talking. Uh, l- let me ask you, can you just share with people who you are as a human, what you do in the world, and how they can find you online if they love and are dazzled by all the things you're about to say? Uh, let's see. Who who am I as a human? <laughs> yes. Uh, if you ask my daughter, I'm just Cece's mom, but I am the founder, owner, and CEO of a company called My Life, My Design. So mm-hmm. I own a personal growth and development company where we infuse energetics and spirituality into the 3D realm. So really, I support people in manifesting and creating anything they want. I've worked with hundreds of people and thousands of people worldwide to anchor in their deepest desires, Uh, anywhere from having a baby, promoting good health, releasing um, seizures, ailments into having people manifest tens of thousands of dollars just within a couple of days, or those in the real estate realm who have manifested you know, $168,000 in one day. So really it's just putting the the key codes of consciousness in the hands of us as humans and creators to actualize whatever we desire most. Well, there's a lot of big words in there, but for people <laughs> who, who want to read about it, what, where can they yeah. find you online? MyLifeMyDesign.com. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram where we go live every Tuesday, you know, talking about manifestation techniques, alignment routines, and anything that would help you create and manifest anything you want. I also am a proponent for training people. So a personal growth and training company where I train coaches. So I have over 20 coaches working with me throughout the world, as well as my participants and clients who create their own lives, not just for other people. Wow. So what I hear in there is you are a, a leader of leaders, which is awesome. Pretty good leverage on that. Uh, So I always like to ask when we start the show off, like if you could give one piece of advice to people who are listening out there, something that's been really important or pivotal for Mm -hmm. you, what, what would you say to people? Ooh, I, I'm a recovering type a personality, (laughs) analytical brain, figuring it all out. And I noticed that that was like, not what made me be successful. So all the formulas, all the how to's, all of the cookie cutter processes didn't Mm -hmm. help me be successful. It was when I actually took a step back and honored my intuition and honored like my path and what was there. So if we look, I was, I never wanted to be in the public eye. 
That was like not my jam. I, I was I was totally fine having a company, my life, my design. I'll be back somewhere in the background. Um, but it was really when I started stepping on stage and I started owning my power, my voice, and giving what I did a face and a name of me that mm-hmm. had it be exponentialized on the planet. And so I think that is, you know, you have to in a lot of ways release your ego if you're gonna serve. So I'm here to serve the masses and expand consciousness on the planet. And that I don't get to say, honestly, I don't get to say how that goes. There's a bigger (laughs) path and I just serve it. (laughs) So the relinquishing of those, you know, the thought process of how you think it should go and our calculations, our computations, our programming, you know, if you can release that and really lean into your intuition and ask some questions, uh, everything you want will explode at your fingertips. You just have to be willing to see it. Very cool. So I, I hear this thing a lot and I, I've been told I ask really hard questions. So, you Bring know, them up. yeah, yeah. I get the impression, you know what you're talking about though. So uh, here's my question for you. A lot of people, and I, I think I saw something about this on one of your blog posts. So maybe this is something we can even unpack together, but I think a lot of people use intuition as an excuse to do certain things. Or I think oftentimes people get confused. Their mind says I should do this and they go, Oh, it's my intuition, but really it's their logical brain, like sneaking over in, in intuition's clothing. Right. So how do you, how do you help people distinguish? Like, when is it like that knowing versus the thinking? Does that make sense? Totally. Uh, the first thing that I do is I train people in intuition. So there's actually four five, six. I, I mean, there's probably a hundred different kinds of intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really training people on the nuances of intuition. So if we break it down very simply, your listeners, you, me, they'll be a primary, you'll be a knower or a feeler, you know? So for me, I actually didn't think I was intuitive because people would always say I had a gut feeling and I'd be mm-hmm. like, I had gas. That's what I had. You might've had a gut feeling me on the other hand, never had a gut feeling, you know? And so I, I didn't have the feeling in my body, but I actually was a knower. And so if you're an analytical type, a processor, Mm -hmm. you know, which is my background, you probably have more of a knowing. So in the process of using intuition, it's a practice of knowing that your intuition is there, knowing that it's showing up, honoring it, sensing into it, and then Mm -hmm. however you perceive it. Now, once people actually start on the path of intuition, what will open up for them is all the different ways they receive their intuition. So I now sense intuition. I also do have a hands-on healing practice as well. I feel things in my body now where I didn't used to feel. Uh, And then there are extrasensorial things like smelling. So I smell energies. Um, I can smell, smell things. It becomes very odd. So (laughs) the first thing is, is just leaning into not do I have intuition, but what is my intuition Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. really curious about it. And then noticing like when your brain is going in and in order to figure something out, it's actually calculating. So intuition makes no logical sense. I've actually gone down the path of going car shopping and turning a Volvo into a Porsche because I was following intuition. It makes no logical sense. And so the more, like the less sensical it is, probably the more intuitive it is. (laughs) So (laughs) 
you have to be willing to play in that reality of like, I don't actually know what's going to happen. I don't this like in the times where you're like, I'm getting the hit for this and it Mm -hmm. makes no sense. That probably is more intuition than anything else. And I would say the more that you build the muscle to honor it and do it and follow it, Mm -hmm. it becomes second nature. And then you just stop questioning it and you'll just allow it. And so I've been on that path of intuition probably for the last six years. So for me, it's very, it's just right there all the time. People who are just learning may, I teach them how to ask questions, but more expansive. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's never a right or wrong. It's always about creation. So for me, I always say there's 180 different outcomes, 180 million different outcomes to any one situation. So what you want to determine is what is it you desire to create and the desire to create. Now we can ask different questions, but there's no, you know, people won't ask, should I, should I date this person? Should I get married to this person? Are they the one you're like, you know, you probably, you might have 12 million soulmates. (laughs) You want to know if that's the one you're not going to get an energy on that. Right. So, uh, or you could have like, you know, 12 different pathways with your career and you want to know if it's the one. So if we relinquish that, we're looking more to like, what do you want to create contribution, financial independence, like a bigger bank account or abundance? Like then let's ask those questions and let intuition guide. Yeah, I do. I do find that, uh, doing it within a structure, like one of my favorite quotes is when the structure is in place, then true, true creativity can flourish, right? When we have a structure, when we give a question, then it, it does allow for, for me, at least a little bit easier listening, um, with my yeah. intuition, right? If I'm uh, like when, when I do art, I, I do art to practice intuition because the, the painting will literally tell me what to do if I'm listening. So that mm-hmm. really helps me to tune in. But then I go into business, right? And I'm a numbers guy, right? So we got all of that and my intuition closes down. So it's definitely a game to continually create space for that to happen and sort of turn down the volume on everything else so that I can hear that whisper of intuition. So very... Very, very cool. So you said earlier on that you stopped being a type A or slowed down on the type A a little bit and opened up to intuition. So how how did you come to the realization that you needed to do that? What helped just so that if people are out there and they're like, hey, I'm in my business, we're doing well, but this intuition thing, it's not, it's not really something I'm tuned into. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do people do that? Do they need to like fully jump into the deep end or is it something that they can <laughs> kind of baby step into? Oh, such a great question. Um, I don't know if I was ever like, <clears throat> I think it's just been my journey. It's kind of like people go, when did you start saying that you own the personal growth and development company? I was like, when I stopped doing one-on-one coaching, like I just own the company and I train everybody. Right. So it was like an evolution. Uh I think intuition is a little bit of that. Um, I think it can be scary because, because of the people that I train, I actually work with a lot of CPAs, a lot of analytics engineers, number of people. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, while we're talking about the multidimensional reality, I, 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 I train people in testing things, right? Like don't do what I say is the truth. Cause truth is relative, like find your mm-hmm. own truth, you know? And so while, while people could say intuition is one way or another, it's, it's more like, well, you know, ha- are you a feeler? Like, do things feel expansive? Do they feel contracted in the contracted? We would say that's a no. And the expansive, we would say that's a yes. Can you ask questions then in those spaces, you know, you have different body as a pendulum or different things like that. And so I usually say like, let's, 
tiptoe, tiptoes your, tip your toes into that water. (laughs) Yeah. And let's practice, but let's practice on things you don't care about. Right. You know, don't ask about like the love of your life, no longer being the love of your life. You're going to be pretty attached to that shit. But like, (laughs) what if we asked about like, you know, cheese or dairy or like a dinner or a meat or a vitamin or a Mm -hmm. water or a tea or a coffee, like something that you're putting in your body. Maybe you don't have a lot of energy on. And you could say like, you know, it, it, There you go. Do we have a lot of energy on our coffees? There you go. (laughs) So you go, um, if you're asking those questions, you know, will this serve my body? Mm -hmm. Will this bring me more vitality? If I do this, will it like create more energy in my field? You Mm -hmm. ask those questions, you start to honor it. And then you see what's on the other side. That's an easy way to tiptoe in when you're like, I'm so type A, don't talk to me about intuition. (laughs) Well, and so I bring it up because a lot of business owners have gotten to where they are because of some of that type A, right? Like it it will get you there, but there's definitely a ceiling on that. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I work with a, a very high level business coach. And the main thing that he has me do every day is first thing is we have something he calls a setup routine which is really me just clearing everything out, right? Getting out of my head. And he had me develop this routine based on what works for me and my years of meditation, whatever. But, yep. <clears throat> but we do that to remove a lot of that, that uh, uh, attachment you were talking about. And then he has me daily go for walks and literally like put on music in the headphones, go somewhere beautiful and just be open to what is. And I can ask questions that are maybe important, like you were talking about yep. and just, receive whatever there is. And and it's amazing. Like I literally, one of the biggest clients I have, it was just like, who should I call? Which one of my clients needs me? Right. And then boom, it pops up. I call him immediately. He's like, Oh, timing's perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's pretty, it's pretty amazing what happens. And it makes no sense because that particular client had been a no for different reasons for multiple times over the last couple of years. Like he always wanted to do something, but it was always a no. and, And it was just, So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And I've had my clients, you know, I say, look, 80% of your to-do list, you probably don't need. If you look intuitively, like it's your brain has made it up. You've said you have to do it, but like intuitively, is it going to make a difference? And so I find intuition is really efficient. Mm -hmm. So like going through, and if you can get a yes or a no hit on your to-do list and you're like, okay, well, is this going to bring me more money? Is this going to create more of my business? Is this going to bring me more clients? Whatever you get a no on, I would just like mark it off your list and whatever you get a yes on follow. And I have, I've had clients go, I went into the Starbucks. I hate Starbucks. And then I get the full story on attracting a new client, attracting a new mate, like attracting new people to do business with based off of that intuitive hit, which makes no sense. So I have something else that I think is, I want to bring up to you. That's been from my own personal experience around intuition. Like people, I call it flash at me. Like they light up and I'm like, Oh, I need to go talk to that person. Like literally in the grocery store, I've literally been driving down the street and a building will light up. And I'm like, okay, I need to go in there and talk to somebody. And what I do find out is sometimes I'll go in, I'll talk to them, nothing, no business, no anything comes out of it. But I've had several times where those were like random friends where I'm like, I should go see that person. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll just go see them and I'll find out it wasn't for me. Right. The intuition was pulling me there, but it was because they needed something for me. So I, I try not to 
start to discount, oh, I went, did this thing and followed my intuition and nothing, you know, the world didn't blow up. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I do tell people, and I'm interested in your experience on that or, or your thoughts on that, because it's not just all about me. Well, because your life isn't all about you, right? So right. because of who you are in the world and like your contribution, it would naturally be there for you to follow your intuition. The cool thing is, is what you're talking about is clairvoyance. Mm -hmm. So clairvoyance is that like the, the eyesight seeing something. So a flash mm -hmm. of light, or I've had people who say, oh my gosh, you were on my vision board and they show me picture. It's like, it wasn't me, but it was like so close to me. Sure. Or I've hosted retreats and they're like the doors and you and all this, it was all on my vision board. I don't even know why I put these doors on there, you know? And so those are the, like, it's the synchronicities of the eye, the visual eye or the intuitive eye, the third eye, putting mm -hmm. all those things together. Hmm. But I think because for you, you're, you're intuitive, like you're already connected to your purpose, your path and serving others, that there was something there to serve. So it just pulled you. Hmm. And I think that's also part of like, we talk about one, oneness consciousness. That's like, you know, we're actually not separate, me and you, you know, we want to think Correct. of it as separate, but like, we're not really separate. So getting the pull is you being pulled to even the other aspects of you that aren't you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally get that. Uh, and, and that's a really fun, fun place. It's a little bit baffling if you stay in the mind, but if you just kind of accept it and go, yeah, we're all part of this thing, the universe, whatever, all of everything gets a little bit easier to go. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should be better to myself and other people. Yeah. And one of the things that I find is the more that you trust that intuition piece inside of your actions, inside of what you're doing, like, even if you get the hit, so like, you know, you could have asked questions, but it sounds like you're just a great action taker with your intuition, which is, you know, I commend you. Maybe not everybody listening is in that place, you know, but the more that you do that, the less you question it, right. you see the questioning of it puts doubt in the field. And the more doubt you have in the field, the more you'll perpetuate things to doubt. So people will actually attract things where they'll go, well, this doesn't work and this doesn't work and this doesn't work. I actually lean into it's all working all the time. Like we're all mm -hmm. part of our path all the time. Mm -hmm. So the cool part is, is when you, when you reframe that, that thinking that process, what you'll notice is instead of judging like, oh, I got the hit that going out with this person would make me more money or be a good business opportunity or create more of my business. But I left lunch and I don't get it because mm -hmm. there was no business opportunity struck. It's kind of like, well, wait a year or so. Cause you didn't ask the time frame. You didn't ask by when you didn't ask when that, when that was going to flourish, mm -hmm. you know, so you may be planting the seeds now for something that happens in the future. And I think that is when you just trust it fully. I mean, look, trust is it's tattooed on my body, that word trust, because, well, trust is part of my path too. So <laughs> trusting that it's all working out, trusting it's, you know, we're creating, we're manifesting, we're like, you know, on, on that path for everybody. Awesome. So, so tell me real quick, because this is your path and I know that most of us teach what we're here to learn. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so you obviously that you came to this path somehow. So tell me what you were doing that kind of led you here. Because I, I feel like a lot of people listening, they're probably going, okay, these guys are talking about this thing. Maybe I know a little, maybe I know a lot. Maybe I don't know anything about this, but like, tell me, Tamara, how did you take this, this idea and like really make it into a business? How, how did that path happen? Um, <clears throat> well, I used to be in the nine to five. 
and a very <laughs> serious path of corporate world, had an amazing quarter life crisis breakdown mm. uh, where I just realized I wasn't doing what I was here to meant what I was meant to do or what I was here to do. I spent about two years of my life traveling the world. I also owned property. I was very successful and driven. Um, and I was always interested in coaching, 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 coaching. So I know you had mentioned Landmark. You know, I did mm-hmm. a Landmark Forum. I did Landmark Education and worked really well for my type A analytical brain. Sure, so, sure. I rec- you know, there's like no wrong way to do life, right? So that put me on my path. I got, um, I ate it all up, like Right after my first personal growth and development seminar, Landmark Forum, I was like, what else can I get my hands on? I have been doing, I've I've stopped in the last, I think, three years, but I started off on that path and then I moved into the spiritual path. So, a, you know, I have a spiritual teacher, some would call a guru. I worked in the energy realm. I saw moving energy, how to move energy. And I was like, I want more of that. So I actually started training myself in new modalities. And I noticed in in the analytical realm, there was a cap. Mm-hmm. I just noticed it was around me and it was around everybody else. And I was like, wow, I wasn't hitting my goals. I wasn't hitting the things I wanted. I had all the plans. Everybody else did too around me. Mm-hmm. And there was something that was missing. And so now in the, in the work, when I started to see it, like my spiritual teaching, clearing lifetimes of energy, mm-hmm. you know, and then other bodies of work, clearing lifetimes of energy and then uh, going, okay, lifetimes of energy in this lifetime and all the energetic bag- baggage we have, you know? And for me, I say energy is thoughts, feelings, and actions. So mostly what we do is mindset mm-hmm. and we may shift the action, but the the feelings mm-hmm. that are in the cells, in the DNA that really reactivate us. I mean, your mm-hmm. feelings really do run the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. You know? get in a relationship and then talk to me about, you don't, you're fine with your feelings. You know what I mean? So yeah, you go, you go, Oh, wow. Okay. So that it's actually a holistic approach. And so when I started to, to implement that with my one-on-one clients was when the break, like huge breakthroughs, like I said, $168,000 in one day, 10 grand in a weekend, like from like nowhere. Uh, I had a client who had a miscarriage immediately joined my program, started coaching with me and had the baby. And she's now one of my head coaches on all, she's always been on my calls and at my events with a baby on her boob. It's amazing. Great relationships, great partnerships. So it's really like this holistic approach to like the holistic person. So if we take on mm-hmm. business in one avenue and one aspect, and it's very mental, we're missing like the immense spiritual transformation we have and the immense mm-hmm. energetic transformation we have by tuning into all the field. So for me, I just started to incorporate what I was learning. I first had to integrate it, right? Teach, sure. teach what you <laughs> preach or preach yeah. what you I don't know. I had to do the work on myself first. So you integrate it, you learn, and then I could actually teach it to other people. And so now, you know, I've had scientists, analyticals, all of them go through my programs. I've had scientists go through and and actually test all my programs and theories. Cool. Yeah. 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 Well, Yeah, depending on who who you read and who you follow, you know, you've got all the lo- the levels of consciousness. You've got all the Joe Dispenza work that's backed by science. You know, there's there's a ton of stuff out there. So, Absolutely. it's fascinating stuff. But if you're not integrated or or into it or haven't had that happen, it is a process, right? Like you said, it took you. You've been on this path for six years. I've probably been on it for I would say on one level or another fifteen um, through different things, and and it is. A try it out, like you said, learn to trust it, trust a little more, 
try yeah. a little more, trust a little bit more, uh, you know, get punched in the nose. Cause you think, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and I would say, I mean, the personal growth, when I had my, you know, quarter life crisis breakdown was like, you know, 20, 15 years ago. And that yeah. started me on, you know, and that was when I was in the personal growth and development world. And I started my business over a decade ago, but that it. piece of spirituality, right. Mm-hmm. That piece of bringing in the energetics that's only been within the last maybe six years of the energetic piece, which had everything explode. Right. right. So if you're looking for like the sweet sauce, you know, you could be doing this. I was doing the same, same stuff or learning the same stuff. And you know, funnels and online business and sure. like all of the people who said, do it this way, none of it took off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You then incorporate the energetics and the intuition and you go, Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So you were doing all the, all the doing, but you weren't doing the being right. Because mm-hmm. I've always feel like who you're being within what you're doing is what really creates the results. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so And I think a lot of people don't do that. They feel like if I can show up and I've checked the boxes, like it should work Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't, the power comes from, like you said, the, the mental and the emotional and who, who those are allowing you to be, or who you are allowing yourself to be. So love what you're saying there, because I think for people who have hit a ceiling, a lot Mm -hmm. of it comes from being right. Like, where do we go from here? There are other people out there that do the same thing as you, but are Mm -hmm. much more successful and much less successful. So how do you, how do you become the the right. being that can go to that level that you want to go to? Right. So if I take what you're saying one step further too, and we go thoughts, feelings, and actions, you know, like I said, people will work on mindset or they'll work, they'll work on the action, the feeling, like if I feel inadequate. And so you have a lot of entrepreneurs that don't feel like they put a, a Tony Robbins on a pedestal mm-hmm. or they put a Joe Dispenza on a pedestal and they say, well, who am I? They, they are there. I am here. Right. That inherent, that's a feeling that's an energy field that is sure. activated. So to <clears throat> get somebody to the level of the Joe Dispenza is to do the work to have them literally see themselves as one mm-hmm. with say a Tony Robbins or a Joe Dispenza. So when I'm, so the energy work is like, well, let's clear the energy field from where you inherently think of yourself as less than, and it could be this, like, again, this lifetime or past lifetimes or whatever, when that field gets cleared, now you have the thoughts, the feelings and the actions completely aligned and it opens up and all of a sudden it's like magic. So everything starts clicking on all the levels. Yep. Right. And, and that's like kind of, and I, I like that we were talking about magic. That's like the magic. It's like the secret sauce. <laughs> it feels like magic when it happens. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We're in the middle of it right now with what's going on with our business. So we're more than we could ever imagine. <clears throat> so, so loving it, loving it. You know, it's like the, I don't know, you just tune into the feeling of how you want it to feel. And all of a sudden when it's happening, you're like, oh yes, this is it. Let's just bathe in it right here. So we're, uh, we're just staying in that right now. It's, it's really fun, uh, a little overwhelming, but in a good way, in right. a, you know, it's a, good, it's a good breakdown to have. Yes. Yes. And I just yeah. keep saying yes to that breakdown. <laughs> good. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, awesome. So, uh, I guess the last question I want to ask you here, Tamara is, you know, for people who are out there listening, they're not sure maybe some of this is a little too far for them. Cause I know we've gone pretty deep down the rabbit hole here. Uh, what would you say to them? How, how might they give this a try. How might they engage with some of the things that you guys teach or maybe just dip their toe in the water? I can't remember what you said, but some fun play on those words. 
Um, you know, I think there's look, my husband was anti woo woo atheist Jew. I mean, I don't know, like he had all the titles of like, not me. And Uh he actually was a coach in my company for a while too. Uh, and he was a coach of mine before I became a coach. So he was like, we were entangled in this life for a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And he would tell you that he doesn't, he would be like, well, what if you don't believe? Like he looked Mm -hmm. my spiritual teacher in the face and was like, what if you don't believe in this shit? That's a legit question. Yeah. She goes, well, you don't have to. Right. So you don't have to believe in the law of attraction. It's happening. You don't have to believe in, you know, intuition. It's happening. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to believe it. My invitation is in some cases, test it, like Mm -hmm. really test it. So Mm -hmm. I've done, you know, I've learned meditation all throughout, throughout multiple different modalities. And the, the primary meditation practice I use is Vipassana and Vipassana's teaching was what Buddha learned. And Buddha just said, you know, was under the tree and became enlightened. But honestly, all he was doing was analyzing sensations in his body. And like, even that practice, multiple practices that I've learned from was never like, believe what I'm saying is the truth, test it out. So test it out. And so there's also, um, one of the things that my ex is phenomenal at is muscle testing. So while intuition, it makes sense, like a thought or a feeling or a knowing, right. He could muscle test and Mm -hmm. he found it like all of a sudden it, it showed up in his awareness. So I always say, you know, look, if a conversation, a principle, or a teaching is showing up in your awareness more than two times, pay attention. Yep. You're pulling it to you. You know, yep. so there were times where people would be like, you're talking to me about the landmark form again. And I'm like, again, how many people have talked to you about this? And they would say, well, you're like the third person. I'm like, are you going to listen? <laughs> yep. You know, so find something that maybe is a little bit outside your comfort zone. So there's like tons of ways to muscle test. You can Google muscle testing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and just notice if you can, uh, again, honor the little things that maybe don't have a huge impact of, you know, do I put a million dollars into this investment or not? Maybe it's not that question. Something else like. If you have to ask that question, don't put the money in. Just so you know, if you don't know. Don't you put don't the million in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a big believer in invest in things you know about, care about, and control. If you don't know about it, you definitely don't control it. You you probably care because your million's in there, but uh that's a bad idea. Keep yeah. looking. If you don't okay. know what to invest in, invest in your education on how to figure out what you should invest in. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I love the analogy. Okay. Last last thing here, Tamara, I always like to do total free flow, uh, 30, 60, 90 seconds to say anything you want to say, whether it's related to what we're talking about, or we've talked about, or anything you want to say, uh, one, two, three, go. Uh, nothing. You give me no guidance. No, Um, anything you want to say. I would say, you know, while we strive to follow the money and to gain more wealth and to be successful at our businesses and our companies, I would say that's not actually where life happens. So what I have found is the yumminess of life. The thing that you're striving for is always after the money. It's the thing that you're going to do after you have the money, the thing that you're going to do after you have the success. And if you can honor that and anchor that in now, that success will come. And the money will come because you're going to be living in alignment with already creating the thing. So I always ask my people, like, if I gave you $22 million, what would you be doing every day with your life? 
and start doing that now. And what you'll find is you're interested in the deep connections with other humans, Mm -hmm. those intimate moments that you have that are magical. That's what you're more looking for than anything else. So if the more that we have that, the more I think goodness will be spread on the planet and on the world. Absolutely. I totally love it. Well, perfect. Well, thank you again, Tamara. Tell tell us one more time, where can people find you online? How can they connect with you? What's the best way to do that? Mylifemydesign.com. You can follow me at Miss Tamara Ross on Instagram or My Life, My Design by Tamara on Facebook. And I go live every Tuesdays talking about all things energy, creations, and manifestations. Very, very cool. Well, thank you again for all your time. And we'll just say that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag smallbusinessbiglife so we can see that you're sharing the love. And heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration, and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Van and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business Big Life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist. Thank you.